Good morning, and welcome to another exciting episode of Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina, the people expert. You know, I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say all the time that we think it's somebody else with the problem, and it's really us standing in the need of some help. And so that's what we do here. Every week, we uh, speak life. Because uh, life and death are in the power of your own tongue. And so we want to speak life to you. We want to speak things that's going to elevate, that's going to educate, that's going to inspire, that's going to encourage, that's going to empower you to live your best life. And so I am very fortunate that I get to interview incredible people. And yes, today I have an incredible gentleman in the studio with me. And just let me tell you that this man does it at a level of excellence that is like no other. Where is that coming from? Me? Uh Uh-oh. That was me. I'm sorry. That was me. Technology live. That's what happens. But the gentleman that I'm going to interview today is a friend. He is my boss in another uh, um, space that I occupy. Uh, But he is also, can I just say it, an eligible bachelor, ladies. I'm just going to say it. He's uh, single, Mm -hmm. ready to mingle. I'm just saying. So, Please join me in welcoming none other than Mr. Demetrius Carrington. Hey. Hey, Doc. How are you? Uh, oh, y'all cool. You hear that? Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. How are you? First of all, your name sounds like money. Okay. Have, has anyone ever told you that? My father. Yeah. Y- your name sounds like money. It was intentional. Really? That's what he says. I love it. And so speaking of your father and where you come from. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from. Um, I was born in Detroit. We were raised on the uh, west side, Dexter Davidson area. Dexter Davidson area. Uh Um, Three sisters, two brothers. Um, My father was an engineer. My sister was an engineer. My mother stayed home with us. Um, You know, it was kind of closest to the Cosby show, Oh. As you can get, except a couple of, a couple of little slips with a couple of, you know, my youngest brother, my sister, they kind of, you know, they didn't, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't follow the script. Did you? Isn't it funny though that you feel like you were raised in the same home, same parents, same examples, and some people just go off the rails? It's like, how, how does that even happen? Well, in the area, like there's, Detroit has these little things they call paradise pockets. Okay. Like Indian Village. Yes. Sherwood Forest. Yes. Russell Woods. University like, District. Yeah, University uh-huh. District. You have like... Rosedale Park. Right. Yep. You got yep. 10 yep. blocks that are great. Uh-huh. Then you go outside of them and, and it's, it gets interesting. Like Beirut. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I grew up in one of those Paradise Pockets. Okay. And in my early teens, that's the area where the Young Boys Incorporated were flourishing. Okay. So a lot of my friends were uh, siblings or uh, connected in some way with that lifestyle. Okay. And if you, we were lucky that 
you know, my, by the grace of God, my father could provide where we didn't feel like we missed anything. Okay. So the lure of having feelers or whatever top tens at the time or Max, Julie, and Colt. Oh, my God, I remember them. We had it. Y'all had it because your had dad could afford it. Exactly. So that lifestyle never um, really, really uh, caught it was enticing. my attention. It wasn't enticing. Well, I started thinking about numbers at, at a point, but I wasn't going to risk my life. It just wasn't. It wasn't anything that got my attention. Okay. But I had, uh, in a strange way, I looked at their corporate structure mm. and admired how they were doing this. How they were able to move. I, I agree with you because a lot of times when you have a major enterprise, whether it's illegal or legal, it takes a mastermind to absolutely navigate. Absolutely. And they were highly successful. I, I knew a lot of those guys, I, uh, you know, the ones that there's a couple that I still know and see from time to time. And, uh, you know, I don't even think they would have let me dove into it. You know what I mean? They they all, they saw something in me and they never allowed me to even go, go that way. They, like if it got crazy, they would say, go home. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't I had even, that. I had that. They wouldn't even allow us. Yeah. So I was fortunate that way that it never really uh, was something that. I felt like I had to do because most of the people that did it felt like they had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They were forced into it. High school. What high school? Chatsy. Chatsy. Is Chatsy still around or is Chatsy gone? It's gone? Oh, it's gone. Yeah. What year you come out? 88. Oh, you're a baby. Not really. In 88, I was getting my undergraduate degree. Wow. That's where you know I'm from? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> the producer. <laughs> Our engineer is talking to us on the show. Okay, so college? U of M. U of M. Go blue. Are you a big U of M fan? You know, as I've, yes, that's the short answer. But, <laughs> but as I've gotten older, um, I don't care anymore. Do you, do you feel like, and this is a, a question because you have so many people who have gone to HBCUs, and then for those of us that didn't, do you feel like you missed something by not going to an HBCU? If I had to do it all over again, I definitely would have went to Morehouse. Okay. And then maybe got a law degree from U of M. Okay. That would have been my track. Okay. So, you know... My perspective has changed about a lot of things. Yeah, that's what happens when you when you continue to grow and get older. Yeah, and I think that um, unity for black people is essential. Mm-hmm. So you look at what Deion uh, Sanders. I doing. love him. I it's love a, him. It's it's not even about football at this point. It's not. You know, so I I I, I really think that. Um, that grassroots effort is going to pay dividends for generations to come. It is. Because he's, he's the father that some of them never had. Exactly. And that's kind of, we need more of that in our community. I, yeah. I love the fact when the takeoff incident happened mm-hmm. and his talking to his team members mm-hmm. went viral right. because he said to them, we're on our way to Houston. Exactly. He says, and you leaving the hotel, that's completely out of the question. It's dead. You You're know. not leaving. Right. Any girl, she got to come here. <laughs> Your parents 
Got they got to come here. He says, because we really, I love y'all. And I have to give you a different way of looking at this thing. I saw, I wanted to just run up to him and hug him. And because, oh my God, so many young people, not just guys, but girls too, need someone to have their best interest at heart, even to the point that they ref- they stop them from doing things right. that could get them in trouble. That's have, why we have parents. I mean, that's what parents' role really is. Absolutely. It's to get us together. Everyone needs a coach. The greatest players. You better without say a coach, it. Wouldn't, Michael Jordan needed a coach. The Pistons needed a coach. They didn't win anything until they got a great coach. Okay, so now this is good mm-hmm. because you are doing some phenomenal things in the world. And you have done phenomenal things in the world. You've you've been um, instrumental in the concert promoting and concert venue space. Tell us about that. Um, well, in the late, you know, I had always from from the ninth grade thrown parties. Okay, that was a part of like the Look, Detroit. He's like, he's like, yes, that's where I know I'm from. It's the party. You know, it's like this thing, like the the kids back in the day, the it was like it was the preppy kids and they we called them jits back then. Mm-hmm. And the preppy kids, our thing, we weren't gangs, we were cliques. And our function was to have parties. Mm-hmm. And out of those parties is what techno grew out okay. of. You know, like in the whole DJ culture here. So I had always, like, my best friend Daryl, his brother was in one of the popular uh, uh, clubs called the Bratz. Oh, I remember the Bratz. And and uh, they were incredible to me. I looked up to, you know, Dave was his brother. Dave uh-huh. was my idol. Okay. He played piano. I played piano. He played trumpet. I, I played, played trumpet. trumpet. Okay. He was the guy. And so... Um, I'll never forget this. This is like a changing, life-changing moment for me. We were in maybe the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, and the brats were having a party. So Dave took me and Daryl. He was like, look, if y'all mess this up, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. And so he, it was two things that happened that night that I'll never forget. He, He gave us this whole speech. He went down the line. He was like, okay. You're going to say you're in the ninth grade and you go to Redford. Oh, that's my phone. Oh, I was like, I hear a phone. <laughs> yeah, so he gave us this whole script. Of about, what to say. About who we were. These, and why you were there. Right, because we were kids. We didn't right. know nothing. And so I'm at the, and it was at the YWCA when that was downtown. That's yes. gone now. And uh, so I see this little cute girl. So I asked her to dance. So she's like dancing, dancing. Now, you can't dance and talk at a loud party. Right. So I'm getting on their nerves. Because you're trying to talk. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> you know, I got, I got my script together. I'm, I'm Demetrius from Mumford or whatever it was. And so um, I said something, and she goes, stop it. I'm only 14 or whatever it was. And it was the same age I was. So I was like, me too. I lost my cool. <laughs> Doc, she told me, I'll be right back. And right. never came back. And I stood there for 20 minutes like, hey, I can't leave. She's, she's coming back. back, back. She's coming right back. I never saw her again. 
Wow. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened. And that changed me. I never waited again. Look, I never waited waited again for anybody. No. But that started it. And from that that summer of us going from uh, eighth to ninth grade, me and Daryl and Marvin and Dave planned our first party. Okay. And... I don't know if you remember, but it was a guy. It was a, he, he's Ray Berry has since passed. Okay. He was like this huge, huge DJ. Okay. And uh, yeah, I remember Ray. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Ray passed. He was he became a Detroit police. But back when I was a teenager, he was the one of the main guys. Yes. And Jeff Mills, who yeah, was the wizard, yep. who's like one of the biggest DJs in the world right now. We planned this party. And, like, it was, like, every day. Every day we was, look, this is what we're going to do. We didn't have a dime. We didn't have any money. My parents wasn't giving me a quarter. They didn't want to hear that crap. My parents were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah. That you went counter everything. everything. You had been. Uh... Everything. Everything that I was taught, I was going against. And so, um, but so what? It was my life. So we <laughs> we we planned this party. We got a paper route. We collected. I love it. Well, you 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 started a you started a job. You got a job to pay for the party. Yeah, we collected and never turned the money in for like two weeks straight. It was ridiculous. And then Marvin got a job in Northland. He got me a job in Northland. So we had a few bucks. So this was this was leading up to the party. So we, now we're in school. We're working after school, whatever, whatever. So I, I get in touch with Ray Berry. I tell Ray what I want to do. Ray says to me, you should do this. This would be sweet. Go Ray Berry versus the wizard. I said, that's incredible. Let's do it. Now, Daryl's brother, he had an older brother that was a Kappa. We looked up to him. He was cool. He said, I'll take care of everything. Oh. So we gave him money or whatever. I, I can't even remember how it happened. So we got these flyers. We we booked the place. We gave the place a minimal deposit. So we, we're we passing out these flyers. These kids are freaking out. The Wizard versus Ray Berry. They're freaking out. They don't know us. We're freshmen. We're, make, we're getting becoming instant classic. So something told me it was, we were we were down at it was it was Studio Fifty Four and then it became Prima Down. Mm-hmm, I remember. Mm-hmm. We were passing out these flyers and my gut said, "Daryl, let's go talk to the Wizard." Uh, yeah, because I was wondering had anybody asked him. So so <laughs> so we go over to JLB because we knew he was on and I knew he had this really cool black Scirocco. So I put a flyer on his windshield and my phone number. So the next day, his brother called. Uh-oh. His brother said, I don't know nothing about this. Uh-oh. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-oh. You guys are, stop it right now. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted. I'm heartbroken. I'm mad. So we stopped. We, we were trying to figure out what we're going to do. Are we going to get somebody else? We're just going to do Ray Berry or whatever. So this is what happened. And this is just, this is, how, this is what's supposed to happen. Jeff, <laughs> the wizard, called me. This okay. is first, I never met him. This is how we met. 
he goes, and at that time, he had like a slight stutter. Now you don't even hear it. He stuttered. He said, you guys can't, can't, can't do this. And I said, man, I'm sorry. We thought it was handled, blah, 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 blah. He goes, I got, a, I got an idea. You give me five bills and you can do the party. I'm not coming, though. I said, okay. I didn't have five bills. I was making 200 every two weeks. But I said, we're going to get this cash. And so this was, was it. I was working at United Shirt. When he was coming up to the mall to get the money. I got the money because we stole it from the paper route. Like stealing the money from the paper route. We we never turned it in. I hate that this. I hate this part of the story. Okay, but go ahead. I gotta tell you. Okay, that's what happened. That's what. That's the real. That's the real. We just collected. You know how going to everybody's house collecting for their paper. So we got the money. Now this was the coolest. One of the coolest things ever happened. I told everybody the wizard was coming to my job. So literally, like. We were on the like the one of the long hallways. United Shirt was like on the right near uh, Hudson's at the time. Mm-hmm. So people were just crawling around, and the wizard walked in. Guy weighed about one forty, you know, just tiny. Of, yeah, tiny guy. He comes in. We burst out laughing. He gives me a hug. I give him the money, right? So. That was it. I had all the girls watching. I was a classic. I was the man, the wizard. This, you know, he was the hottest thing. And you play. So that to me, you have always had this opera, the the wisdom to take something that would have been horrible and made something for yourself out of. Incredible time. So I'm, I'm going to speed this up because the story gets funnier. It's more to the story. Oh, yeah, it, gets, it gets really crazy. So we passing out the flyers. It's the hottest thing out. Hottest thing out. So we show up. Ray Berry's there, right? Ray Berry's got all the speakers on the back of his truck. He goes, I know y'all don't think I'm about to go in here and y'all ain't paid me. I'm like, Ray, come on. We'll pay you at the end. He's like, no. This is when ATMs were Coming out, and it wasn't a lot of them. It wasn't a lot. Daryl's brother called me and him to the side and choked, like, grabbed our neck like this. Is this thing going to get off? And we both said, yeah. He goes to the ATM. He gives Ray his money. So we thinking it's cool. Now, this was at this, uh, no, this party is at a place called the Wildlife Society Hall on Erskine. Erskine. On Erskine. And it was a, I'll never forget this guy. His name was Mr. Dokes. Mr. Dokes was a senior citizen and he lived there. He was the caretaker for this big hall. So Ray's loading up. Everything's cool. He goes, y'all owe me money. Uh Uh-oh. He was like, y'all not coming in here tonight? So we go around and around and around. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. (laughs) I, I, got, I got First of all, you're a kid. Okay. And I, I'm outside on a lie. My dad thinks I'm spending the night at Daryl's. It just was sick. It's so much going it's on. So, so many layers of so, deception okay. that is going on to create this. Exactly. So so this is so, Mr. Dokes. He's going crazy, whatever, whatever. So I said, well, give us our money back. He said, I don't have it. I said, well, how are you going to? Yeah, that was all I needed. I got really energized. Uh-huh. And so 
after about 10 more minutes of arguing, I said, this is what we're going to do, Mr. Dokes. You're going to work the door first. You're going to work the door. You're going to get your money. and then Off the top. Off the, off the top. I'm going to give Smart. you. I'm going to give you a little extra, and then that's it. You collect yours first. He agreed to it. So now it's probably 730. The door's open about 8. Now, we got no security, by the way. We got my brother-in-law, Mike, that you know. Yes, I do know Mike. And the guy who lied and said he had the wizard. So I'm scared to death. It's crazy. But we open the doors, and it's a line wrapped around the building. (laughs) (laughs) It's a line wrapped around the building. And so um, we still, you know, they still didn't know the wizard wasn't coming. Oh, Lord. They didn't know. So, so we're just, and I'm standing in the back and I'm going like this every five minutes. That means go up $5. So in high school. Go up $5. It was, it was nuts because parties were like $3 and this party got up to like $15. And And folks was paying it. It was packed by 11 o'clock. And so we having this good time. Me and Daryl are excited. Dave, we having a good time. And I get a I, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's the wizard's brother. He says Jeff is outside. He's gonna play. So we take Jeff upstairs. Wow. And him and Ray Berry just go at it. It was the best party ever. That is so cool. And then a like a fight broke out. Of course. And gotta have gotta have fights. But but it was cool because it was maybe like fifteen minutes left in the party. This is the thing that is important because the theme for the show today is edutainment. Mm-hmm. And so it's the ability to teach as well as entertain. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have become a master at it because you are still a masterful party giver. I will say this. The, I, let's just let me give my own testimony. When you had the party at the Players Club, oh wow! the Players Club party was the most magnificent party I had been to. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, I love that party. I loved it because, one, we had been riding past this building all of our lives and had never been inside. So the fact that we were able to get inside this building was amazing. Then once you got in the building, what was in the building was amazing. The fact that they had this whole theater, that you had a stage, and then they had the spiral staircase. You go upstairs. It was amazing. And then when we got upstairs, there was a lady laying on the table with food on her. (laughs) And so everybody was taking pictures. I couldn't believe she was stood there that long with food. People was eating food off her. It was just something that I had not experienced. Then you had the guy. What's the guy's name that is always like spray painted and he stands there real still and you don't realize he's real? (laughs) I'm not going to say his name. He might be coming back to another party. I don't want to burn him out. But it's, he, it's my friend Zion. Okay, Zion. He was amazing. It was just so much amazing things going on. And good liquor. You get to. It was entertainment. It was dancing. It was all the who's who. Everybody who was, you know, somebody. I think you do a good job of getting the who's who out to the parties, and people want to be around. But th- that's the not, who's who. That's not my intentions. Those are just my friends. Those are the people. Okay. I, uh, okay. I don't. You, I'm just saying. I, I'm your friend. It, it, so, and, that's, and that's why you're there. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, if you happen to be Dr. Sabrina and you're my friend, you get to come. You know, that's all. You know, I, people, a gentleman did this last week, and I appreciated it, but it was not, I didn't, that's not the message I want to send. And, and, and I know that I'm kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, disingenuous, we'll say. Because the, the brand is an upscale brand. It, it is. But I don't want anyone to feel like they're not welcome. Does that make any sense? No, it don't. Because if it's upscale, that automatically means if you're not upscale, then that's not your space. Okay. I switched it. I'm a, it's upscale, and if you're not upscale, don't show up. Let's <laughs> just let's just keep, we'll keep let's this. just keep it one hundred. Let's just. I mean, but but see, this is the thing, and, and, and we 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 have an issue that we're trying to go through right now. Okay. And it's not so much that you're upscale or you're not. My thing is, these are business functions from my point of view. Like oh. I'm not giving parties. I'm giving you things that are connected to certain things. Like, I want you to, if you don't enjoy the magazine, then this party stuff goes away. Mm -hmm. If there's no advertisers in the magazine, the party stuff is it, it's done. No readers. So it's kind of a deal. I'll let you come to a party. You read the magazine. Okay, so, so let's stop and talk about the magazine. Okay. Where did the name come from? I don't know. It just came in my head, you know. It, it, it was originally, it was originally for a club that I did. Okay. I did a techno club, and we were going to call it Beautiful Machine, and then that changed because um, we were all in a room one day, and we were talking. We were talking to my attorney, and it was ten of us. I don't even know how the hell ten of us was together. And he goes, "What are you guys? The ten critics?" And that's what I named the club. It, the club became Ten Critics instead of Beautiful Machine. And um, I don't remember how. It, it's been so long because the name has it's been around me for a number of years. Okay. But, you know, I, names for me is, is whatever you like. You know, whatever, however it moves you. So what was the purpose behind starting the magazine? I used to, my friend Derek May, who's this this DJ, he would bring back these cool magazines from Europe, and they were all cutting edge, the photography, they were artistic nudes, uh, you know, it was just different, and it was interesting to me, mm -hmm. and um, years ago, I started a magazine called Metropolitan Exposure with Chuck Bennett, and um, I, I, I stepped away from it because I had some tax issues I wanted to focus on. And that was our first magazine. Okay. And it was it was a hard print. And, you know, it was cool what they did. They did something cool with it. But I knew I wanted to do something different. Okay. I wanted to be more cutting edge, upscale, but less bougie, if that makes any sense. Like, I didn't want... I wanted I'm so confused. I feel like you're just this contradiction well, of terms well, because well, upscale equals bougie. Well, let's 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 look at it, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's we'll use Chuck. We'll use Chuck. Chuck is old school bougie. Okay. Right? Okay. Dennis Archer is new school bougie. Okay. I wanted it to be 
newer school Gucci. You okay. know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Okay. So more because times change. Right. You know, people aren't buying sofas for twelve grand anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my but, god. You know, you have like young people that appreciate sneakers for nine hundred dollars. You know, so it's a different bougie. People move different. So I didn't want to get stagnated into the, you know, the old bougie. I wanted the new bougie. And the new bougie people look different. People are different. Blacks and whites are mixing. People are moving together. It's a different thing, you mm-hmm. know. And so I wanted it to be more that just because that's where the times were going. And then I wanted to create something. We, we decided not to print because of the money. Mm-hmm. When you print, you go in the hole. All the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, even though we, we have an operating uh, budget, mm-hmm. the hole is a lot shallower. And we have the ability to customize advertising packages for whatever the business is. A lot of places, if you can't spend four grand or whatever, you just can't afford to be in there. With us, we can figure it out for you. Okay. Because we have a lot of things. We have an 80,000 80, person email uh, um, blast that we can do for mm-hmm. you. You know, we like yeah, 80,000 is nice. And, and there are 80,000 of the right people because nice the, people. this list has been curated over 30 years. Wow. From, from the concert business to, um, you know, all the parties I've been in to the to the like the magazine. Yeah, you do know a lot of people, sir. Well, a lot of people know the stuff I do. The, but you know a lot of people. I try to stay. Because you can you can make telephone calls and get people to do stuff. Well, I've watched it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I've watched it. Like I, like I, you know, my birthday's coming. Let me put my ask in now. What, when is your birthday? My birthday is January the nineteenth. Really? January the nineteenth is my birthday, and I want a shout out to Dr. Sabrina from my favorite people. One of them is Cedric the Entertainer, and I know you can do that. We'll we'll talk about. That. I know you can do it because I saw you do it for somebody else. I didn't do it for anybody. Well, it was done for somebody else on the magazine. Well, the same. well, we'll do something very special for you. Thank you. Maybe we'll get Billy D. Williams. I don't want Billy D. Williams. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like, telling you, my if I'm honest about who my favorite person is, mm-hmm. who I would really, really like, this is going to sound so bad. Who's that? <laughs> so bad. Because he's not black. So, there's nothing wrong with Okay, that. thank you. Um, Jeff Goldblum. He's cool. I love He's, Jeff Goldblum. Let me tell you something. Oh, my God. I would, that would just make me go, like, gaga. I would let me, lose it. One of my favorite moments in life is we got stuck at the airport in San Francisco. And Herbie Hancock and Jeff uh, Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. sat there and we talked for three hours. It, it, it's I. Do you know that he's a humongous jazz fanatic? <sighs> I just know he's aged well. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's so fine to he's me. In his eighties, he's something like super. He ain't in no eighty. He not in his eighties. The guy's old. He's older. He's and he's and he has a jazz band. Does he? He's dope. I love him. I love him. Yes, really let's get do. him. Let's get him for my birthday. Oh. Let's let's see. Okay, so the magazine is upscale. Who who would you consider your? Who's the demographic for the magazine? See, and that's that's a challenge because the magazine changes all the time. 
the demographic changes. Like we went through a phase of like what you know the old bougie I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. Now it's 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 more of the younger bougie, but it's growing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Okay, I, I just don't know. Like um, I don't know because you know you come to our parties, you know that's a that's a reflection of the magazine. Okay, and you you got whites. Yeah. You got blacks. You got older. You got, you got younger. younger. You got it's, gay. It's you got straight. straight. It's everybody. Yeah. I have a ball. I come to, luckily I get to come to all the events. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. If you remember, because I think, I how did, how did I become a part of the magazine? Um, I respected your, your intellect. I watched you at the radio station. I, oh yeah, I forgot that you were at the radio yeah, station. <laughs> I, I, I knew that we needed a educated voice of reason. I watched you. You didn't go off the rails, you know, over a period of time. And then when I called you, it seemed like I called you about. You called me about something oh, personal. You, you know what I called you about? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He called me. He wanted some therapy. Well, no, like sort of, kind of. You remember the girl I was dating? At yes, school? I do. Yes, I do. And I didn't understand her challenges. Yes, you didn't. And I told her I would find somebody to speak to her. Yes, you did. And that was you. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I wonder what she's doing now. <laughs> you know, I, she she was getting her PhD in psychology. And she told me, and I never knew this. I meant to ask you this. She told me a lot of people that go into the helping field, yeah, have need help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's just true. She was really. I liked her a lot, but I just couldn't. You know, she. Uh, okay, so now, yeah. since you started it about the whole, you liked her. You are single. Mm-hmm. So you would really be considered one of Detroit's most eligible bachelors because you are successful. You are an influencer. So, and you make a little change. That's just, you know. So what are you looking for? You know, Doc, my whole life is like water, and that's the problem. It changes so much. <laughs> it, it, the mold of things just change. <laughs> And the stability of it, I could tell you how I feel right now. And I, that might change. Well, nah, I think, I think. Do you want children? I do. I do. I'm going to adopt if I don't have one. Okay. I really want to adopt anyway. Okay. I can't, I can't take it not knowing that I can help and I'm not. Okay. I love that. So, um, um, I don't know, you know, Doc. I, we'll see. I, I, I don't. I, this is the thing. Next year is my personal life year. I okay, I love that. I know that. Next year. I love that. And year, what does that consist of? Because well, as people are listening and they hear someone who runs a magazine, who has major events, and so when, when are you going to find to have time to have a personal life year? What does that encompass? Well, this is the thing. I am going to. Uh, invest in dating i'm going to invest in uh building a relationship i'm going to invest in um really getting to know myself better and sharing myself more 
Because that's the problem. Mm. That's the problem. The problem is, like, I, people tell me all the time, my girl wants to meet you, but she thinks you're unapproachable. People say that. Like, I have no problem meeting people. But I, I and I don't think I'm unapproachable. I, you know. No, we never do. do people I, say that about me. I see, I don't see that at all. I know, because you know me. Yeah. And I'm nice. Do I appear to be unapproachable? Honestly? For real? Like how? Tell me. Uh, because, first of all, your your facial expression is usually a grimacing look. Really? Yes. You, you're, ne- you're never smiling. What? So even when you take pictures, like I remember when we were taking pictures at the last event, I kept saying, could you please smile? Oh, yeah, you did. I was sick, though. I was sick. Okay. I couldn't even walk. I know. What, what I know. What was, the, what, was the, what was our last event at? at the, oh, no. Um, yeah, I, that was a few days before I had surgery. That was when we was at the... At the Greek town thing. Yeah, the Greek town Yeah, place. I was sick. I, okay, so... Yeah, grimacing looks. You look serious. Well, again, what people don't understand, their parties to them, their business, they. I know for you. And ha- and, but see, this is the thing. Half the time, I'm, 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 I'm mad. Like, how did that person get in here? See, who is this person? <laughs> Look what they got on. You know, I, and, you know, that's mentally where I'm at. I know. I'm letting that go. I'm really letting it go. The next party we have, I might dance. I'm, I'm what? Really, I'm going to enjoy my. I think I think I, w- and I really want you to. I really want you to enjoy the fruits of your labor because you put in all this work. Because when I come to the parties, I enjoy myself. I'm glad. I dance. I eat. I mingle. Because uh, I would. I think would I be considered an eligible bachelorette? I would say yes. In Detroit, would yes. I be considered? Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. Oh my! Maybe we should go out this weekend, huh? Hey, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's hang out. But I, I love the magazine. I love the the thing that I love the most is about how innovative you are in your thinking about the approaches that you do with the magazine. So when we talked about me doing something in the magazine, I said, "Well, I want to do a column, people, an advice column," and he says. Says we're not going to do a regular advice column. Let's you, you get the you know people write in. We we have that, and then you video yeah. your response. That is so good. That's you. You consistently have our most visited segment. Wow, people are really into that. Like for real, like it's nuts. And you know, I tell you, this is another thing. I'm going to appreciate it more because I have not appreciated the magazine. Mm. I haven't sat back and said, oh, this is pretty good. And sometime when you do that, it rejuvenates you. Yes. And, and it refocuses you because a lot of people say things that I can't see because you're on the inside. I always say you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's some new stuff that's happening. We have a young lady that's going to be coming on. She's going to be taking on a lot of the sales duties. Okay. Her name is Natasha. Hey, Natasha. Shout so, out. So that's going to free up some things. Um, I'm going to be working with Drake Pfeiffer on some some stuff. Um, I love Drake. Yeah, yeah. You know, he and I are in a movie together. Really? Team and Marriage. Is it a porno? No. Did he? I'm just asking. Of course not. I just asked. Team Marriage. 
That sounds like a porno. It does not. Gee, and Spud, Spud, oh, yeah. he did the movie. Yes, yeah, him and his is, wife. Yes, yeah, Spud mm-hmm. is very serious about togetherness with his wife. Yes, his dope. I like that. Yeah. I, I wish I could be in that movie. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you'll be in our sequel. Maybe we'll do a sequel. What is it called? And you'll be ready. Team divorce. No, <laughs> it won't be team divorce. No, no, no. So um, that's cool. I like that. So I love the fact that you have new new things coming for the magazine. What events do you have planned or on tap coming? Well, this is what's going to happen. Um, we have something that we're finalizing. It should be final in the next couple of days, and I'll give more information on that but between now and the end of the year. At the top of the year, um, there could be something. I don't know. I love it. There it, could be something. You know, there could be. Maybe. You know, Maybe not. Yeah, it depends on how the wind blows on that. I'm going to celebrate my birthday every year until I die. I've decided that that's just what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to figure that out. But then after that, every every well, well, really, after December, January 1st, everything is Detroit Polo Classic. Period. Okay. That's it. You know, we're, we're, we, you know, obviously I got sick. We couldn't do it this year. But we're going to do it next year. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a weekend. Okay. So that's where the focus is going. Okay. And, um, yeah, we're just going to have a good time and try to build. We have new magazines coming out next year. We're, we're, we're doing that. I'm gonna, I've been, you know, I'm getting bored with just Beautiful Machine. Oh, so you're going to do a different magazine. We're doing a different. We're doing a magazine called Good Liar. And Good Liar? Yeah, it's called Good Liar. And the the message behind that, it, well, this is an urban magazine. Okay. Beautiful Machine is going to become even more diversified next year. Okay. And Good Liar is going to be things that are uh, germane to the uh, black and brown community. Now, I can tell you where the name came from with that. Well, yeah. Yeah, tell me. Cause... The black and brown community has been fed a bunch of good lies. Ooh. So this magazine is going to dispel... The good lies. I love it. So henceforth, good liar. I love it. So it's it, and it's going to be educational. We'll we'll deal with things like politics, like realistic, not like you see on TV where they'll have you think a nine year old kid can walk in a doctor's office and get a sex change. You know, we're not doing that. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to. That is so crazy because you know people really are fighting they and believe- mad at people because they really believe that a nine year old could say. That they want to change yeah. their sex yeah, and, when, that, they, and when, that the doctor can't tell the parent yeah, I, and they can do it. Who do- it's the <sighs> most insane things. You sh- we should be able to sue people that lie like that because they're lying and they're getting something from us under false pretenses. And the Republicans and the Democrats do it and yep. they don't like it. Yep, you know? right. And, and, and I was having a conversation and a guy really believed that a 10-year-old could go in a... Like I told him, a 10-year-old can't even open a bank account. How can a 10-year-old even get to the doctor? A 10-year-old can't even walk in a barber shop and say, cut my hair. A barber would say, where's your mother? Right. You know, so when when we hear this nonsense, so we're going to talk about things like that, money. We're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about love. And it's going to be packaged in a very sexy way. 
So sexy. So that's gonna sexy, sexy. That's gonna come out, and, and maybe it, it depends on what happens. We have a foodie magazine on deck too. Foodie. Yeah. Ooh. That's gonna be my favorite. I love food. I, I, you know, the thing I love on TV now. I've been watching all of these uh, food bake, like a Bake Off show, or how you can design different things with food. I love those shows. Gotcha. Those are my new things. I like those. I just like kind of watch, binge watch them. Yeah, I the can whole thing. It. I can dig it. Cause I like, you know, I like to eat. But yeah, we all like to eat. But I don't eat a lot. Yeah. I eat a little. Yeah. I've so played. you said something earlier that I want to go back to. I want to go back to you saying that every every coach needs a coach. Absolutely. Everybody needs a mentor. Absolutely. Who is your mentor? Well. Who do you listen to? Who's your voice of reason? Who could call me and just let you have it? (laughs) Number one, my father. Okay. That's my number one. From a business point of view, Rick Franks, uh, who is uh, regional president of Live Nation. Okay. He he taught me a lot. He he was the first person when I started making money to, to put me up on game about what to do with my money. Okay. Um, he's somebody I look up to. I got great friends. Um, Donnie Holland, he's, he's been my friend for 30 years. Dave Lee. I don't hang around people I can't learn from. Mm. So all of my friends are, are my mentors. That is so good. I don't hang around people that I can't learn from. Yeah. If I can't learn from you, I have no energy for you. That is good right there. And, and and I'm evolve. I'm expanding that to women. If even the women I'm going to be associated with, you, you got to be bringing something to the table. I'm sick of bringing everything. And um, yeah, we're going to do some different things next year. That's good. And it's interesting because I think that sometimes women are always talking about what they want. No, I, oh, I gotta I gotta say Pat Patrick Edwards too. He was like, I love Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. You know, Patrick and I went to elementary school together. Yeah, he told me that. That's interesting. Yep. You're yeah. missing someone on your list. I'm tripping. Who, who am I missing? Who? Say it. Me. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely, Doc. Doc, you're you're like. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Not silly. You, you represent a voice of reason. That I can only get from you and my sister. That's it. It's like a motherly, big sisterly energy in which I trust you 100%. And Because I've told you things that are nuts. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I've told you some things about me getting roasted. You know what I mean? Like, Doc, you know what this girl said? You know, yeah. I've told you some stuff. So I have no uh, ego when it comes to you because I know you're your energy comes from a, a, a solid, loving place. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that anymore. Doc, you could tell somebody your secrets. And, and they go. And, and they, you, you, you could he, tell them. You see it all. You see, you, they done taped it. Doc, I hear some of the And put it out. And, and, and this is the thing. Because people, I guess in the position I am, perception of it. People want to be a part of things. Yep. So people come to me all the time and talk about people that are close to me as if I'm going to say, oh, Dr. Sabrina, you're fired. And Dr. X is now. 
it just makes me not like that. That happens all the time. All the time. I get, People really do that. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, if I am close to a person, I'll use Miles, for example. Miles is, uh, you know, he's the curator and the owner of Streamcastic Podcastic, where you see us. And he does graphic work. He does. He does. He just does amazing things. But some people don't like him. And when because they don't like him, they'll say, you... They don't you, want you to like you, you. You hang around him. Not only do I hang around him, <laughs> you can't say nothing to me about Miles. Exactly. Your experience with Miles is your experience with Miles. Exactly. I love Miles. Miles can't ask me for stuff, and I'm not going to try to make it happen. Right. You can't ask me for stuff, and I'm not going to try to make it happen. Right. The people that I love and I care about, I, I'm, I'm true to the game in that sense. That's how I am. I'm, I'm really true to the game. I'm loyal to the to the point that you can't even talk negative about people that I love. Right. I, I don't go for that either. I, I just and so many people let that happen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm and that's funny you say that because I'm transitioning now. I'm, I'm annexing some people that I just feel like talk too much. Mm-hmm. You just talk too much. You know, and and see, I, I I'm not good at that because. Most of the people that work at the magazine are women. So people always come to me and try to circumvent the power of the women that are around me. Right. No, I'm talking to you. You're the owner. No, you're not talking to me because I don't handle that. So um, I'm getting rid of those people that have that mindset Mm -hmm. because I, I just know that the more evolved I become, the better it is. The better I am, the more calm I am. So, um, I'm not, yeah, I don't even want to be around people because it's just too much. I'm not giving in. I really don't want new friends like that. And if, and if you represent yourself like that, we don't have a shot at even being acquaintances. I think that that, you know, when we talk about speaking life, you have to, you have to guard yours. You have to guard your peace. You have to guard your sanity. You have to guard you know what God has given you, and so I, for me, I, sometimes because I talk for a living, I talk all the time. Right. Sometimes I don't want to talk. That's how I feel. And it's okay. And people have to understand that there are other elements to me besides what I do. Yeah. You know, I want to laugh. I want to laugh much more than I fuss and cry and be tripping. Mm-hmm. So I I laugh on purpose. Yeah. We laugh a lot. Yeah, we, we, we do. do. We Me laugh. and you laugh a lot. We laugh a lot. We do. It's, people give you a lot of funny stuff to laugh at. They really do. I laugh at myself mostly. <laughs> like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. Ugh. Oh, my God. And, and so we laugh a lot. We talk We talk about everything. We really can talk about anything. Yeah. And, and, and frame it in such a way that, okay, now how do we want to deal with it? How do we want to push it out there? How do we want it to be viewed? All of that. We we do a lot of that, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Don. I really do appreciate you. And okay, so can I be like when I first met you, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna like you. Oh wow. Most people are like that. Because of the grimacing look that you always have. You like have this facial expression like don't don't say nothing to me. That's that's accurate. Don't say nothing to me. That's and so when I would see you at the at the radio station, I'd be like, Oh, I can't say I can't say Really? Mm-hmm. I can't say nothing to him. You know, Doc, I guess I must uh, 
accept that because I hear that a lot. So, whatever. but now I love you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, he's so cool. And I love your sister, and I love your brother-in-law. I love your family. I do. Yeah, they you know do. when we when we get together, we always sit together and then we roast you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think Donnie's roasting me right now online. He just fired me. He just said, Demetrius, you're fired. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That is so crazy. <laughs> Tell him, don't be firing you. <laughs> so are we doing the the giveaway? What we oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. We're, we're going to do a uh, coat yeah. drive. We're doing a coat drive. And uh, uh, Griffin Plastic Surgery, Hollinsway Freight, Oh God! It's some other companies. Uh, uh, Patrick with his uh, wellness practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I forget the names, but we're all gonna we're gonna, we're gonna raise a hundred coats for mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm. I meant to tell you the video you sent me was blurry. Oh, you know why? Because I probably didn't clean my uh, screen. Yeah. So yeah. I have to redo it. I'll it, redo it, it today absolutely. while I'm all pretty. Because, you know, Monday is my pretty day. So yeah, super that, pretty on Monday. Donnie's going uh, to donate $10,000. Wow. So, so that's going to get us going. And uh, Wow. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie. Thank you. Let's see what thank he says you. about that. Our nonprofit, our nonprofit is, is partnering. So you can get a tax write-off for that because we do have a 501c3. Uh, Sabrina's girls were Absolutely. partnering to make this coat drive happen, Absolutely. and it's important to know that we need all size coats right. because all size children need help. Not just little bitty children, but sometimes the older children who's walking to school and they're in high school and they dress and they're and they're they're grown. They big. Yeah, sure. They need coats too, and so. We're going to partner and go with um, Burlington. Burlington has a lot of right. nice coats that you can get. And so, yes. Yes. Well, we'll get that information out. We're going to get it and, out. And uh, I think we'll be able to get 100 coats pretty easy. I think we're going to get more than and, 100. And we got to give a shout out to Dave Lee. Um, For the idea. Yeah, Thank you, yeah, Dave. Dave is the one who uh, spearheaded this idea. Absolutely. And he said I was being uh, negative when he brought it to me. So maybe... I, I need you to be the most positive, sir. Well, I need a, I need a wife. I, I I'm just I'm screwed up right now. Yeah, that's what Scripture says that a man who finds a wife finds a good thing yeah. and obtains favor. Yeah. You don't have the favor because you don't have the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just. I'm preaching now. I'm yeah. preaching. I'm preaching. If anybody wants to meet me, get in touch with Doc. She <laughs> she knows what I like. <laughs> And if, and if it makes sense, I don't even know if I want to be the gatekeeper. <laughs> if it makes sense, she'll plug me. You know what I want to do though, and I know we're running out of time. And, and if we can find a girl to do this, I want to do this. I want to go on a weekend vacation with somebody I don't know, and just have a good time. She get her own room. I'm not trying to set her up to nail her. That's not what I'm trying to do. I just want to go somewhere with somebody that's cool and beautiful, and we have a good time. Set it up, Doc. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. I'll pay for the whole shot. Okay. I'll set it up. Okay. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it right here on Speaking Life. I want to thank you, Demetrius Carrington. I love saying that name, Carrington, because it reminds me of Dynasty. <laughs> the Carringtons. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for uh, 
you know, pouring into my life the way that you do, giving me the platform and the opportunity to speak into the lives of others. And people have incredible things that they write about and, and ask for assistance. And I love the fact that we get people get to vote and oh, weigh that's in. Amazing. That's just fun that we get to do that. So uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you for thank coming you. to hang out with me on Speaking Life. And we will be back next week with another riveting uh-huh, I said the word, riveting episode of Speaking Life. And you make sure that you speak positive things to yourself about yourself. See you next week. Yeah.